Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. And today we have an interview lined up with Armando Rodriguez, who is the owner of Pixel Vault Games in California. Now, I just want to give you a little bit of backstory and a little bit of information about Pixel Vault and what um, you know led me to this interview before we get into the actual interview with Armando. So uh, here's what I think is interesting. I think it's interesting when you've got a passion, you have a passion for something and you take that passion and you turn it into a business. And that's exactly what Armando did with Pixel Vault. So, you know, this this idea of anything can become a business as long as you love it enough is absolutely accurate, at least in my opinion. I mean, I think that so many of us out here in the world making our way either are okay with what we do for a living or hate it. And there's no way that you can really become as successful at something that you hate as you could if you did something that you really loved. And so I think, and I I know I've told my kids this, and I've told uh, a lot of young entrepreneurs the same thing, you've got to be passionate about what you do. Without passion, you're never going to succeed. Even if you make a lot of money doing something that you don't really feel passionate about, it's going to fall flat. It's just not going to work. Loving What you do is so important, not just for the success of your business, but your own health and well-being depend on it. I can't tell you how many people I know that are in a career where it kills them. They might make a lot of money. They might be successful, but inside they're dying. How many people do you know? And I want you to think about this. How many people do you know who have a hobby or something that they love to do outside of work. And how many times have you heard them say, man, I wish I could do this for a living, right? I, I know I've heard people say it thousands, thousands of times. And that just says to me that they're not really, really passionate about what they do. Now, let's switch gears for Armando to Armando for a minute. Here's what's great about him. So he had a job, he lost a job, and he'll, he'll tell you the whole story. But He had always been passionate about video games, always been a fan of video games. And even to the point when he was younger, he would set up and go to these swap meets and and whatnot. So video games was just a logical place to go for a business. He loved it so much. And now he's got a very successful, really awesome store, very awesome business. He gives back to the community. He's well known in his community because he's such a an involved guy. You know, he sets up these events, he does these things within the community, and he's able to do that, in my opinion, because he's passionate about what he does. He loves what he does so much that just this natural progression of being happy, of wanting to give back, you know, getting up every day and saying, I can't wait to get to work. That's an amazing thing. I mean, if you don't have that. Think about it for a minute. What would your life be like if you got up every day loving what you do and can't wait to get to work, right? Could you imagine that? It would be amazing. So I think that we can learn a lot from this interview with Armando 
And I want to say this, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, think hard about whether or not you want to keep doing what you're doing for the rest of your life. It is never too late to change ever. I've told this story about, you know, Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't think he started Kentucky Fried Chicken till he was like in his 70s or 80s. You can do it if you're passionate about it. If you're committed to it, do it. Don't spend the rest of your life being unhappy with something that you're doing, lacking passion simply because it's never too late to change. So let's jump into this interview with Armando, and then I'll jump uh, I'll jump back on after the interview and just give you some closing thoughts. All right, without further ado, here's Armando. I'll tell you a little bit of the backstory behind everything. So back in the '90s, while I was still in high school, uh, we did uh, animation. Me and some friends we started doing messing around with it. Then we got funded. We went to college straight to college after that. And uh, so things didn't work out. So then shortly after, uh, obviously, you have to do your work, things like that. So I started becoming doing retail at the same time, working for somebody at a flea market, selling video games on the side, too. This is back when I was still a teenager. So and then uh, so money wasn't all there. And then you have to move on. So then I became a fabrication welder. and. a little bit after that, then that's when things started going bad back in 2007, 2008, lost everything. Um, I got laid off. It was kind of the story of everybody. Right. So um, um, I invested a little bit of money into things that I like, which was video games. And it started kind of tumbling from there. I started selling at a flea market. And uh, slowly and slowly, I was kind of scared to, to start my own business. Uh, I never really pushed onto it until 2013, 2014, when I literally put all in into a small little retail area, which is still there. And uh, then uh, it started tumbling from there. I started having new little ideas where I started inviting uh, the community people that I started meeting. And then I started telling them, hey, why don't we do a little outdoor swamp meet? type of deal and other people were doing it too other other neighboring stores were doing it so um we started doing it every month where it, it started kind of flowing where a lot of vendors will come in and sell their stuff and it, it's it's a lot of fun meeting all the collectors and and families and they just grow part of you so right. and it was it was great it's still great up to this day i still do that uh, every so often. Um, and I, I started doing it with free food. Um, and then, uh, I, since I love to cook, so we started doing tri-tip ribs, you name it. There's probably videos about it. So, uh, it started digging too much into my pocket. I'll tell you that. Peter. Um, uh, but I don't regret it. Uh, everybody knows, uh, then, uh, that we always had a blast doing it. And up to this day, I mean, we still do little events that are for the community and neighboring cities. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you that being in this business helped me meet people like you, Peter, right. everybody that's, you know, just involved in some different ways and are connected in many different ways. Well, I think what's really great about your story is that you, first of all, you took a chance with starting your own business and a lot of people are too afraid to take that chance. I mean, it couldn't have been easy for you to, to 
sink your money? Because I would imagine that being out of work, you know, you had to, to be conservative with your money. And yes. you took that chance. What made you, how did you get the courage to take that chance in the first place? Um, and, and I'm not going to take that full thing where um, uh, it's, a, it's a team effort. My wife was very involved too. Um, and there's pictures that I've shown all over the place where my daughter was too, she actually grew up with me, you know, being, spending the night overnight just so we can get a spot at a swap meet. And she was three years old. And um, so I had a courage of actually doing it because uh, it was uh, being at a flea market was a little bit too much where elements would just bombard you and, and it, it's bad where it's right. too much heat or rain and that makes you lose money. So I thought of another way. It was like, okay, maybe if I finally open up my own little spot might be the best thing. And I had enough inventory where I could. And I had some guidance from a few friends. I said, Hey, you should actually do it. And because of them, uh, because of those friends, I, I still have them with me. And then there's also two where I've done the same thing for other people on my events when sometimes they would ask me questions and I could point them out who they are. They actually started their own business too, because I was in their same shoes and I started telling them, Hey, this is what you can do maybe to start selling your, your this or your that, you know, and, and most of them, you know, they took that chance too. And, and, and I'm glad that it's profitable for them. And, uh, he actually, one of them, uh, his store is really big and he has a, a really nice setup. It's called toys versus games, uh, in this, in city of Wilmington. Okay. And it's, it's like in the neighboring, uh, of, of long beach area by the coast here in California. And it's, it's, uh, his store has a theme where it's just vintage toys and video games. So he called it toys versus games and, um, proud of him too, because he actually has a really awesome store. So that's cool. Well, I, I think what you're saying is so important for people to know. It's like, you, you know, you, sometimes you feel alone, especially when you're starting a business, but the fact that you relied on not only your wife, but other people in your community, right? Your, your friends and you helped each other. I think yes. that that has to have had a, a big impact on your success. Yeah, it, it, it did up to this day. Um, it's, it's that saying that you never stop learning. So uh, there's always, I'm always going to stumble into something I don't know. And, and I'm glad that I have really good people around me uh, that do guide me in, in many different ways. And because of that, I kind of turn around and like, hey, well, you know, if you need some help, we, we, we can help you in this way. And um, so um, two years ago, I was approached by uh, the founder of the Chamber of Commerce here in the city of Ontario. And um, I was just a, just a member that would never show up, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> so that's the truth. And uh, me and the founder's son are actually really good friends. And his son really does not like the chamber. He's like, um, that's not my thing. So they appointed me and him as, uh, uh, he, they appointed his, uh, his son treasurer. And then they appointed me as vice president, which I knew nothing about. Like I said, this is last year. And this year I was appointed president of the Ontario chamber, but that's because of the things that me and my friend have done. We, we, I, I, and I'll be honest with you, out of our own pocket, uh, we do things for the community here in Ontario. 
And they saw that and they kind of wanted to kind of switch things around where they wanted people that could be responsible about it. And um, the founder's uh, son, which my friend William Rojas, um, he actually done a lot for the community and the founder. They, they help out. Uh, I'm pretty sure you too with your services, Peter. Uh, they, they do a lot of things behind the scenes here and they help out everybody. And they kind of wanted somebody that could kind of take that into because right. they're pretty older. So, yeah. yeah. I think and it's so important on. that, you know, you pay it forward and you give back, not just to, to, you know, maybe younger people looking to start businesses, but to the community as well. I, I think that there's, unfortunately, with a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't want to share what they've learned. They feel like, oh, it's mine. I worked for this and I don't want to share it with anybody. But, yeah, that's yeah, it is. And do you feel like you and your business have, has, has become more successful because you're so willing to give to others and to help? Yes, you are totally right on that. Um, I, I, and here's what I feel that I'm more, I'm not in this business to make money, um, not in it to be rich. I mean, there, there's, there's things get paid and I'm happy about that. What I'm more rich about is, like I said in the beginning, uh, the people that I meet. Uh, right. the, the networking that you have um, and the role that you have in the community. I feel prideful, the fact that I can walk anywhere here in the, in the city and nobody's going to look at me in a bad way. Uh, they, they actually have some uh, level of respect for me and my family where we can go somewhere and they, they, they have a good thing to say about either the business or or about things that we've done. And, and it's, it's a nice conversation that we always have with people. I don't have to hide my face where, Oh, I screwed this person just so I can make a quick, easy buck. Right. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things that I actually love about being who I am about this business and people see that. And it's a very transparent thing where um, I don't have to really brag about things that I, I I've done, but, it, it, people can actually say it for themselves, which I'm proud yeah. about. Oh, that, that's such a good point because transparency in any business, no matter what you do, having that, that trust with your customers and clients and being transparent, letting them know who you really are, I think that's the difference between businesses that fail and businesses that really succeed. Yes, you're totally correct about that. And having uh, also too, since like I said, since the beginning, I always had my daughter with me and now I have my son, which is five. And people, I want people to see that the store is meant for them, not for myself. Right. And that's why I set up a little table in, inside the store well, when things were actually normal. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we had, and people were allowed to come and have their lunch at the store, hang out. And up to this day, I'll tell you that, they, they, they come and they hang out. I enjoy having a conversation like how we are doing right now. And I enjoy people bringing their kids. And that's why I have a lot of nostalgia stuff all over the place so people can talk about it. And it's, it's a fun feeling where it, it's a, it's a bring your kids to work almost every day environment, right? which I don't have them every day, but you know, it's, it's a fun thing to actually have other people bring their kids. And I've seen a lot of kids actually kind of grow up and it's, it's so much fun because it's, uh, you, you, you learn not to, you know, it sounds bad, but you learn not to miss your family as much, but you can actually relate to them because like, Oh, Oh, my son is this much. And my son is five. And you know, yeah. yeah, you talk about family. You don't have to just talk about games, but yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's great. And, and I've seen your store. I've seen it on videos and pictures and it's awesome. You've got the, the coolest stuff. You know, um, I follow you on Instagram. Well, just tell everybody, by the way, tell everybody your Instagram handle so they can check you out on Instagram as well. So the, the Instagram is at pixel vault games, one word. And uh, if people will follow, they'll see all the stuff that comes into the store, kind of like a pawn shop where people bring all their uh, things, uh, you know, I'll buy. And then I, after I'm done testing it and cleaning it out, then I'll, I'll post it. If people see something that they want, they'll immediately call the store and then I'll put stuff aside for them. And I do ship out too. So that's one of the conveniences about, uh, about that. So, yeah. It's really cool. And you know, I want to talk about two things. First, I want to talk about um, the kids that, 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 you know, you raised an issue with, and then I want to talk about passion. But first with kids, having not just your kids, but other kids come into the store and do experience the nostalgia. Because I mean, I, I, I had Atari, you know, I was like, been playing games <laughs> since I was little. And when yeah. these things came out, when I had kids, I wanted to share with them all right, let, yeah, PS5 is coming out, great, but how about, you know, look at this and look at that. And so yeah. my three kids have grown up and we've purchased all of the old systems so that they have everything. And okay. it's funny because my, my high school age kid, he would rather sit and play PS1 games and GameCube games than some of the new stuff. And so we're able to share with them a part of us, which I think is pretty cool. Exactly. Uh, so I would actually say three, three and a half years ago or four years ago, uh, my, uh, my nephew, Carlos, he, he worked for me too. Uh, he was working with me for a short period of time. He was actually kind of like the face of the store doing his YouTube videos. Uh, and he was in college here in San Bernardino. And then he had an idea about setting up a video game museum. So we did that for his college. I, uh, we had, we bought a lot of old school TVs. And we set up every console you can think of. We set it all up for everybody to touch and play with little uh, fun facts about every console. And uh, it worked. A lot of people were asking us questions. And, and I enjoyed that one day. I wanted to do it more days. But, yeah. you know, but they only gave us that room for just one day. Uh, but when you say about other kids, like, for example, your kids, too, to experience, um, it's uh, one of the things that me and my kids do because my son he plays uh sunset riders the arcade game uh, i don't know if you ever played that one yeah yeah it's blast he loves that and he he wears his uh indiana jones hat like if it's a cowboy hat and he just <laughs> loves that game he beats it every day he's on it every day and my daughter she knows a lot about the retro stuff because she was around it and and uh sometimes uh there's a, a video game um uh radio station on sundays here on a local station and it it plays just old school video game stuff and she identifies most of them which i'm kind of proud of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it's sometimes i quiz them hey which one is that which one is that and she'll identify it which is fun but i do see a a, a lot of interest in young uh kids nowadays and that's the fact that, and YouTube has a lot of credit for that because there's yeah. a lot of YouTube personalities that showcase retro games or they'll, they'll talk about a new game that's coming out, but it's actually based off an old game. And that kind of opens a can of worms for a lot of people. So, 
Yeah, well, I saw like uh, Adam the Woo was in your store not too long ago, and then he did a video of of of. I, I think he bought uh, maybe NES. Yeah, he, he and, bought an. Yeah, and then he played through it, and and so yeah, you're right. I mean, YouTube has a huge impact because people are looking at it like, oh, that game looks cool. What is it? And then you know they go to you. Yeah, exactly. It's it, and see that's that's a lot of things that a lot of people come in and then they. They know that there's stuff there because I just focus on the older stuff, nothing on the new. Uh, if the new stuff comes in, oh, well, not my expertise, but the older stuff is where there's also more profit, more flexibility for me. And I work on, on everybody's level. I'll tell you that. I mean, people don't have to ask. And I'll say, whoever listens, people don't have to ask for a discount. I just do it. So don't worry about the prices. Just, <laughs> I just worry about like, if you want this and I qualify you on the fact that you want to get more stuff, I'll give you plenty of wiggle room. Don't worry. So that's what I do. And that's great. And that, that's, that leads me into my next point and question. And it's about passion. So a lot of people have jobs and they hate going to work, but I don't think that's you, is it? <laughs> no, no, that's not. Uh, you're totally right. Um, like I said, you know, it's fun meeting people. Uh, and people that know me, they, they know the fact that they can start a conversation with me. Uh, and I mean, it's, I'm, I'm like any other person. If I have like a, a bad day, you will probably feel it where I'm like frustrated because I am like so swamped with repairs all day. Um, but I, I won't tell anybody get out or, or anything right. you know, unless, unless, you know, you really go there, <laughs> but I'm not known to be that person. Uh, and, uh, that's the thing. I enjoy the job. Um, I enjoy, uh, being responsible about it because it's the people that I know that, that are there, um, that are going to be coming in and, and I don't want to be that person that will just close the door on them and like, Hey, you know what? I don't really want to be here. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and of course, I mean, it's got to help doing something you love. How important, like, let's say, you know, because we have a lot of, of young entrepreneurs and, and, and people that listen that are thinking about starting a business and they're always looking at, well, what industry should I get into? How important is having a love and a passion for what you do when you start a business? Um, I would actually say uh, to anybody who would want to start, and, and I told this to my own kids too, I said, what is it that you want? What is that you really want? I'm not going to push you to doing something I want you to do. If, if a lot of people have that interest in, in being a small business owner, um, it's like any other thing. It could, like, for example, like if you're an artist or a singer, it could kick off. You could do it. But there's also consequences, too. But you need the proper guidance to actually start a business. Um, you can't just do it all on your own. And just don't be scared about it. Don't be scared. Just look into what you want. If you really can believe in something, do it. That's what I always think too. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, if you're, if you're constantly afraid, you're never going to get anywhere. You've got to take a chance at some point. Yes, yes. I, I think your advice is, is really you know, good advice. Just look at what you really want to do. Find what that is. Get help to get yourself to that point where you're ready to go and then take the chance. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's always somebody out there that's going to be willing to actually guide you in that right direction. 
or that might be in that same field where you want to be. And you tell them, hey, well, when, when you started selling produce, um, who, who did you sell to or how did you start? And, and that might work too. Cause you know, you never know what you actually want to start or, and also too, it, it, what matters if, if, for example, you're into a level where you already want to open up in an area. Um, a lot of the key thing that a lot of people leave out is like, make sure you survey the area, survey the area that you want to get into. Look at it, not only during the day, but look at it at the times that you're planning on being open and scope it out at nighttime to scope it out like a creep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I actually did. So, well, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Um, I'm going to put links obviously in the description so that people can check out your stuff. Uh, but if people want to get in contact with you aside from Instagram, what's the best way to reach you? Um, the best way it would be actually through, it, it would actually be through the Instagram. Um, okay. Yeah, they could actually, people could actually DM me on there and then, or they could call the store while I'm there. Um, I'm, I'm there from 12 to six daily. Uh, and the number that's there, it's the number for the store. So, and, I will, uh, I'll yeah. put all that in the description. Yeah. There are days that I might be closed, but that's because either I'm doing something or something comes up like any other person. Yeah. I'm only one person. So <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've seen what you've done. I think it's a great store. It's a lot of fun. You know, I, I love the fact that you're involving the community and you're doing things that are not necessarily what, you know, everybody else would do, like the swap meets. And that's, that's, that's cool, fun stuff. Having the yeah. kids come in, that's great. And I think that that probably has set you apart from others that are just running it as a business, you know? That's, yeah. And that's something I don't want. I don't want to be a boring retail store it's it's meant for <laughs> it's meant for everybody my store is meant for everybody i wanted a place where i could feel like how i wanted to go when i was right. a kid well that's, that's awesome it's as free too awesome yeah. all right armando thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you peter it was nice meeting you uh, you too talk to you soon all right bye 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 well there you have it you can see how armando's passion for video games transferred into a successful business. He's a happy guy for sure. And I think that that is an absolute result of his ability to go to work, to be happy because he loves what he does. And I know I mentioned it at the beginning of this show. I'm going to say it again. If you're not happy with what you're doing and you're not passionate about what you're doing, don't just sit back and continue to do it. Make a change. Find out what you have to do to change. Talk to people who are already doing what you want to do and find out how you can do it. Think, look, did you hear Armando talk about how he collaborated with others and, and he has a friend that you know built out a store? You can absolutely find people that are willing to help you. You can reach out. You can ask them questions. You just have to find the right people. They're not going to be knocking down your door to come and help you. But if you're really passionate about what you do and you want to make a change, go seek out the information that you need. Talk to the people that can help you or at least point you in the right direction. If you talk to five people and every one of them gives you a little tidbit of advice, when you put that all together, you know, you could, you could jump into years of 
experience and know-how from those five pieces of information and keep building off of it. Just, I hate to see people stuck in a job, a life, a career that they don't feel passionate about because we only have one life. You know, we're only here on this earth for so long. Why spend it miserable? Why not take that chance? Why not just take the risk? Calculated risk, you know, do the homework. Do what you need to do before you go out. Don't just go crazy and say, hey, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be a race car driver. You've got to be, be, you know, intelligent about it and thoughtful about it, but don't sit back in a job that you hate. Find your passion. Find out what other people are doing who have made a job or a career or a, a life out of that passion and go do it. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for joining me. Uh, please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family. Let them know about UTL Radio and make sure that you listen and subscribe to the podcast anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We're on Amazon. We're on uh, iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Everywhere that, that you can get a podcast, that's where we are. Just search UTL Radio and you'll find us. All right, thanks again for joining me. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.